And we're back on Money Talk. I'm Andrew Work, and now we're having a look at the mainland China market with Lyndon Chow, who is the Managing Director and Head of Equities and Post-Trade and Head of ASIFMA's China Capital Markets Committee. Uh, Lyndon, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you so much, Andrew. It's very, very nice to be here. Great to have you on. Um, uh, give us a quick hit. First of all, ASIFMA, what does it stand for and what does it do? Yeah, no, that, that's a great question because I, I think mo most of your listeners probably are not familiar with us. ASIFMA is ASIFMA, Association of Securities Industry and Financial Markets Association. We're basically um, uh, an advocacy body. Uh, we intermediate discussions between global banks, global asset managers, and regulators and exchanges within the region. And we focus just on capital markets. Uh, put simply, we're lobbyists, but I, I hate to use the term lobby because uh, we don't really represent special interests. Mm. Okay, and you're not in the lobby. You're you're right in the boardrooms. You're you're way beyond the lobby. I mean, you guys are right in there, um, and and you do research, and you've got a new report out on China's capital markets. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about what what you guys are what you guys are on about in that in that report? Yeah, sure. Thank you, Andrew. Um, so the last time it was back in 2019, and what we do is um, we represent uh, all of the global banks and the global asset managers, so all of the household names that you can think of. Morgan Stanley's, JP, Goldman Sachs, City, HSBC, Fidelity, BlackRock, Vanguard, they're all our members. And so what we do uh, through our committees is we try to understand from the industry, as they uh, try to invest more in markets across Asia Pacific, what are the friction points that they encounter? What kind of market reforms it put in place would enable them to invest more? And so this is what we lasted in 2019. It's been four years. Uh, China's changed quite a bit. So we embarked on this initiative about, uh, and we canvassed all of our members uh, for ideas, suggestions with respect to the issues that they're facing uh, within China, uh, and that's how we came up with this white paper. Okay. It, it covers all asset classes, equities, fixed income, FX, etc. And is it review and predictions for the future, or is it prescriptive? Are you actually saying, China, we got some, we got some suggestions for you. Here's what we think you should do. Yeah, these are constructed uh, suggestions presented with, with humility and utmost respect, of course. Uh, we recognize a great inroads already made uh, over the past four years uh, by the Chinese regulators. Uh, and we've seen as a result of that, you know, tripling of uh, equity investments by global investors um, uh, to the it's now like three trillion renminbi uh, in total. We've also seen fixed income investments uh, rise to uh, an equal amount as well. Uh, but, you know, the, the global investment has is, is kind of plateaued. And so uh, MSCI, you know, other index companies have hi highlighted certain friction points that really need to be addressed for global investors to invest more. And these are some of the issues that we touch upon within the paper. All right. Hit, hit me with some of your uh, your top of the pop, some of your favorite uh, recommendations that, that, that are at the top of your list that are not only, uh, you know, would do a lot to improve trade, but that you think are also uh, feasible. They're also, you know, they, they have some practical potential in the, the short to medium term. Uh, sure, Andrew. So, you know, foreign investors, uh, for example, on the equity side, we now count for about four, four to five percent of China A shares. Uh, these are, you know, still a relatively small percentage of uh, China's uh, Asia market, but already sizable positions from the invent from the perspective of uh, a global uh, investment manager. So they really need hedging tools. So things like securities lending, things like more access to uh, listed index futures and op products, 
Um, and, and both through the QP channel, which is the historical legacy channel since 2002, as well as through the new Stock Connect channel through Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. So they need uh, a bunch of hedging tools uh, so that they don't have to just buy and sell, um, but they can better manage the portfolio and have more more stable positions within China. And by, by that, you mean like uh, give them more opportunity for hedging against their positions? Yes. That's Correct. They were, okay. Correct. When you say that the, these uh, international investors are four to five percent of the uh, invested in A shares in China, and that's that's low, uh, is it low? I mean, if you looked at, for example, the American stock markets, what percentage of uh, you know the Dow or the S and P five hundred, uh, what percentage of that would be foreign money invested in the U.S. market versus uh, domestic investment? Do you have any any visibility on that? Yeah. I, I- uh, that's a great question, Andrew. I haven't really uh, looked into the U.S. and the U.S. is the largest global market. It's, uh, but, but also that the U.S. investors are largest, uh, they're the largest share of the global investment community. What, what I can say is maybe as reference is if you take a look at other markets within the emerging markets, other markets in Asia Pacific, Korea, Taiwan, typically you would have 30 to 40 percent of investment coming from global investors. Mm-hmm. So 5 percent share is relatively small. Uh, when you compare ourselves against other markets within Asia Pacific. Hmm. Okay. And w- with your recommendations, I'm going to ask you to you know hit on a couple more of the recommendations. But I mean, uh, is part of the reason that number is low for foreign investors is because Chinese investors find it hard to get their money out of the country. They're they're a little bit constrained and have to keep more of their capital in China, which means that they're going to be a higher percentage of the domestic markets. Uh, that that could be a factor, um, but. Um, but, but no, I, I think I think really foreign investors are looking to invest more in China, mm-hmm. uh, but they really do need uh, more more flexibility in terms of the tools. You know, China's capital markets is still relatively nascent. A lot of things which we take for granted in developed markets and other markets, uh, we we still don't really have them in a full force within China. So uh, it's really difficult to execute your global strategy. Uh, within the current environment, and those are the things that we're trying to address, so that we can extend, uh, you know, the global investment uh, strategies uh, into China. Yeah. Okay. So you were, of course, you were focused on inbound uh, and not outbound. What What other recommendations did you have? You discussed one, but I know you've got a long list in the report. I had a look at it. What What are some of the other top recommendations that you think could be implemented? Uh, so, so block trading. Block trading is one, um, and uh, you know we. Uh, foreign investors are allowed to do block trading through the QP channel. It's not available through StockConnect. Other recommendations are to you know kind of level the playing field a bit between QP and, and StockConnect. QP being the direct on channel, you have access to the full universe of security. Whereas in StockConnect, even though it's been recently expanded, you can only target half of the universe, 2,500 out of 5,000 names within eight shares. Uh, holiday trading, it's been uh, partially addressed. Uh, holiday minus one now, the day before holiday. You can trade mainland shares. Uh, but there still remain, you know, four to five holidays each year where if, if there's a big event and China's open, but Hong Kong shut, uh, investors can't really access uh, the China-Asia market through Stock Connect. So mm-hmm. these are some areas of exposure uh, that, that we're, we're hoping to continue to work with the regulators on right, so that uh, foreigners can invest more comfortably and, and uh, peacefully oh, uh, within, within China. Yeah, you make a very good point that, frankly, I hadn't thought about a lot. I mean, because because Hong Kong is the cha- is kind of the channel, 
uh, for investing into the, the Chinese markets. I hadn't really thought about the fact that if, you know, Hong Kong's on holiday and something big happens in China, people could really yeah. people could really get caught out. And I mean, do you think that's exactly. a major yeah, do you think that's a major drag in terms of uh, you know, investors that are concerned about liquidity in the in the event of sudden market moves? Yeah, I, I think I think that, that is a concern. Uh, so what a lot of investors have done is they've had to kind of diversify the risk. Uh, investing some through Stock Connect, investing others through QFI, uh, so they can kind of kind of better balance uh, out the risk. But it's it, that's an inefficient approach. Uh, it's also costly. Uh, so the, these are all considerations to an investor uh, as they assess how much to invest in, in a particular market. Gotcha. We've got about a minute left. Uh, do you want to do you want to hit one, maybe two more recommendations you've got on your list? Uh, yeah, we're, um, um, we're very, uh, I, I'm, I'm an equities guy, but we're very encouraged uh, to, to see all of the recent stuff uh, on the fixed income side inserted in, in terms of the, uh, the futures derivatives law and uh, addressing closeout netting. Uh, and uh, all of our discussions recently with, with regulators in, in Beijing have been really, really promising. They, they get us, they understand uh, what the market needs, uh, and, uh, you know, they they plead for us with more patience, but they're definitely moving uh, in the right direction. So we're, we're very, very encouraged by that. All right, great. Well, it's good to hear that you guys are uh, in direct dialogue with them as well. Thank you very much for joining us today. Lyndon Chow, Managing Director and Head of Equities in Post-Trade and the head of ASIFMA's China Capital Markets Committee. They've got their new report out. You can go check it out on the ASIFMA website, uh, Google A-S-I-F-M-A.